Hello, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to Peter Peer Real Estate Show. I'm your host, William Morales. And I, today's show, I have Dung Tai, if I pronounced it right. I'm so sorry. Better known yeah. as the young buyer, right? You go as the by the, by the young buyer? The young buyer, LLC, correct. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about Thung. He came to the United States in March of 1993, graduated college in 2009 with liberal arts and history major, worked in various mechanic shops between 2010 and 2013, worked as a UPS driver from 2013 to 2015, became a supervisor from 2015 to 2018. Unfortunately, he lost his job, but decided to be a full-time real estate investor in February of 2019, which is just a couple of years ago. He joined the mentorship and has never looked back. Thung, thank you so much again for being on Pay to Pay Real Estate Show. This is an amazing story. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank so, you for having me, man. No, no, it's my pleasure. So did you know that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur once you came to the United States or even, uh, I don't even know, where, where did you come from originally? From Vietnam. Oh, wow. Vietnam. Okay. Yeah, Vietnam, so did, yeah. you, did you have that uh, entrepreneurial gene in you? Or when you got to the United States, it just started showing up more and more mm -hmm. that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it become more and more. My 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 mom is an is a is an entrepreneur herself. She she's like a mom and pop store kind of like right. she runs merchandising. She does a catering business. But wow. um, that was in my blood already. I don't know her blood was in my blood about entrepreneurship. I just take it to the next level. That's yeah, <laughs> definitely. I can understand that. So when did you realize Dung, that you didn't want to do nine to five, that it wasn't for you? And, and again, people were not putting down nine to five jobs. I have one. It's it's OK. I still do real estate on the side. So for you, Dung, how did did you realize that nine to five wasn't something that you wanted to do? Oh, it was it was by by accident, to be honest with you. Okay. Really by accident for me, when I lost my job at UPS, making, you know, almost uh, six figures, you know, a year wow. with the bonuses, I thought I was living large when I was working at UPS, you know, yeah. as a supervisor and everything. But then when I lost that job, you know, I uh, I started investing in real estate, going into real estate and start reading some books, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I read that, um, Think and Grow Rich, um, Three Feet from Gold. So those books changed my yeah. mind. And so it's, it's really by accident because I joined the mentorship, uh, you know, uh, right after I lost my job, you know, and I just took a dive, uh, you know, and all came to, you know, when, when I realized the 95 job, that moment come after a year into the real estate investing, that I realized like, I'm not meant for a 95 job. Right. Wow. So, yeah. so you got into real estate just recently over the last few years? Yeah. 2019. I remember 2019. The date, like February, 2019. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, uh, so when you got into it what, uh, and then talk about, um, we'll talk about the mentorship in, in, in a minute. Um, what area of investing in real estate were you interested in? Like, was there anything that particularly you wanted to do first before, you know, uh, we'll talk about the subject of subject. Yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the thing is this, right? So I might go on a tangent here, but, you know, let me know. No, stops. no, please go, go. <laughs> so I always have real estate in the back of my mind, even when I work for UPS. I wanted to have a, a passive income, like a rentals. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I seen that, you know, 401k is not going to save me. Social security is not going to save me. Exactly. You know, any pension 
there's no pension UPS anymore, right? So I'm starting to realize that I'm seeing my coworker who was like 20, 30, 30 years into the job and they can't even retire. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I see that, I'm like, dude, that my situation is even worse. You know, it's in the back of my, back of my mind, right? I'm thinking, you know, even though I'm young, I was, uh, you know, 33 back then and I was like energetic. I want to do, do things right. But it's always in the back of my head, something hit me like, you know, what's going to happen when you're 60? You're going to be working this job 14, 16 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can't really retire because you, you can't support yourself. So I know I need to invest in something, like, you know, and real estate has always been my peak of my interest, right? So back then I was trying to buy a duplex, you know, the worst duplex in my life. Never get into these deals again. You know what I'm saying? But you learn. But you learn, yeah. You live and learn, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So real estate always been um, uh, in, in my mind, you know, always been in my mind. Right. You know? uh damn i got like three people calling me <laughs> all these things going on you that's okay on. you can hear me now can you yeah hear me? no no you i you were good i didn't hear anything yeah no no you're good yeah, so basically when i did the real estate uh bought the, those rental property i realized you know this is not one-on-one spending two hundred something thousand dollars about a duplex that cash flow is five hundred dollars a month maybe less that's not what i want to do but you know i was stuck with this ups job so i yeah. I, I, I couldn't go and they provide such good security and when I lose it, and then I was forced back against my wall, you know, that's when I'm like, you know what? I I was in depressed mode for, for, for a moment, like, you know, back. I was fired, like, December 21st, 2018. Oh, my okay? God. Right before Christmas. They wouldn't even let me go after Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, before Christmas, I, I was out. And I was depressed from there until, like, January 27th or something like that. Right. Until I find a mentorship, I got I dug myself out of the hole, kind of like you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's always something about me, but with the mental fortitude, right? With the mindset, right? It's like I'm not a person that easily giving up. I don't give up. You know, I don't give up in life. I don't give up myself. Right. And that's probably coming from my mother's side as my mother, you know, mostly. Yeah. And and um, when I got into real estate mentorship, I was like, okay, what's the worst that could happen, right? I pay for this program, you know, $25,000, put up all my credit card, back against the wall. I don't know what to do, but I'm like thinking to myself, okay, what if this is a scam, right? Because that's on the top of your head, right? Paying $25,000 to join a program. I, I've been there. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. So that's on my head. And you're in the press stage. So you're like, you know, you got to duck yourself out and pay for this 25 grand. So I'm like, okay, what's the worst going to happen? I learn real estate. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? No matter what, I learned about real estate. I learned about something I want to learn about. So it's time to take the leap. So I take the leap of faith, join the program. And it was rough, man. It was rough. I accumulated during that six months from 25000 I accumulated almost $66,000 in debt. Wow. Didn't make a penny. My first deal, I made $5,000. Okay. Drove wow. upstate four four times for four hours each way, so like eight hours. And you know, learn a lot from the deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you know what? It made me better. It yeah. made me who I am. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The, the bad deals is the deal that make you do a lot of work is when you learn the most. No, you know? no, definitely. And I, I like your I like your story though, Tom, because you you know you drove up there you, back and forth. 
Um, and whether the deal went good or sour, but you, you got to learn something. And that's the, the main thing for us is that if you do make mistakes and if you, and, and you could correct it the next time you go, Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. So I, I appreciate that, that story. So how did you find, um, your mentor? What, what was it that you, did you YouTube. work in a uh, YouTube? Okay. <laughs> I love, I love YouTube, man. I'm a fan of YouTube. I could watch YouTube all day and I watch a lot of real estate videos and things like that, but, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. YouTube university. But that's what we call it. YouTube right. Yeah. So it, it, <laughs> I was watching YouTube. I was impressed. I was watching into stocks, learn how to do trade stocks yeah. and real estate. And then what hit me was his video is like, you can buy real estate without any money, no money down. Right. And I'm like, this is curious. This is new. I didn't know about this. Because, you know, everybody traditionally renting, you know, you got to go with an agent. You got to get a loan. You got to get approved. You got to have a certain amount of down. And here comes this guy, you know, he's telling you, like, you don't need any of that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You can do this without the down payment. And, yeah. you know, during the program, you find out. And I, I was going to, I scrolled to put that one video with another student, and I'm sold. Right. I See, this is the thing about me, right? I'm different from the rest of the world uh, with a lot of people because I'm not book smart. I'm terrible at school, right? My whole life, I'm terrible at school. I graduated with a GPA of 2.49, okay? I was so embarrassed. My family, I don't want to tell anybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I think if I would have went, if I would have took a, a, a Jeep, a Jeep uh, was it GPA test, I might have scored lower than you, but go ahead. <laughs> GPA is like grade point average. It's not a test. You know, when you yeah. graduate, they give you like, you know, your whole average grade point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, That's what I mean. Yeah. Mine would have been probably guys. lower than yours, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, but that's the thing though, right? I'm too stupid to overthink, right? I just took action. I just like do it. My, that's whole my life is I, I don't care. I take a risk because my, my, this, I don't have time to think, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that, that benefited me on this journey because we will say you got to take action. Mm. It doesn't matter what kind of action you take, right? You just take action. You learn as you take action and you learn the stupid way. Yes, that's fine. But if you try to learn the smart way, you're not going to go anywhere because people have always overanalyze everything. Like that trip to upstate, right? I could say to myself, you know, it's four hours, man. You know, why, how much money am I going to make? It's justified the gas. It's justified my time. I didn't think about any of that, but a logical person would think about that. You yeah, you're I'm right. Saying? Yeah, you're right. And I didn't because I realized, you know what? I got to do what I got to do. Right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no time to think. Just do it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you learn something, you know? I, and that's where I, I credit myself because I was too stupid to uh to think. No, I don't even say that. Mind. No, no, you 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 just I call it you were smart enough to what they what we call it here is analysis paralysis, where we have yeah. to analyze it. Oh, wait a minute, I might let me do that again. Let me double check with again. Let me talk it, let me take it to my friend. Maybe they could find something I didn't. And you yeah. didn't do that, Tom. You just took the the leap of faith that you could do it with and like you said you might not be book smart but you're street smart which is probably just as uh valuable I, if not more valuable i don't think i'm i don't think i don't think i'm qualified for street smart okay? <laughs> street you smart, gotta be a hustler you know no, what I'm you, but you were though Thung, think about it you went to to the place upstate four hours each way so you did what you had to do so yeah. i wanted to talk to you um you know and again 
you learned about your first deal, whether it, you know, you made, you made some money out of it, but at least now you, you your debt was down $5,000. That's how I look at it, you know? So talk about uh, subject two. what is subject two? And also folks, um, I met one of uh, Thung's uh, students at a real estate uh, investment uh, meetup a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we, we, st uh, we uh, stood in contact and she talked to me about you, Thung, and said, oh my God, you got to interview my mentor. He's amazing and all that. So that's how I met Thung through, um, through his student. So subject two, what is subject two for my listeners that might, know, that might not know what that is? Oh, yeah. First of all, I'm not a mentor. I'm just a coach in a mentorship. Okay, gotcha. I'm a graduated good coach. I'm not, she, she's okay. a student mentor. So subject two is when you take over a property that has an existing mortgage from the seller. Okay. So like, simpler, we always put it as like a car payment, right? You have a lien, a lease, right? Yeah. So basically, they're selling you their lease. Hey, look, and take over my lease. You know what I'm saying? Make payment on this car, and it's yours. So you take the title, you go to DMV, and you just, hey, listen, I'm taking over the title. Here's a transfer thing. The, the seller sign it. It's my car. The lien, you just make pay the payment on it every month on your bank account. So it's the same thing as a uh, a, a a house. The seller deed you the property because it's two two faces, right? You got when you buy a house, you get a mortgage and you have a deed. Right. They deed the person on on, on title, and the mortgage is the person uh, is the, the mortgage you paid onto the mortgage company that put right. a lien on the house. So without a mortgage, the, the house you just need a deed. You just need a deed to own the house. But with a mortgage, you got paid off the mortgage. You know, for that this house we clear free and clear. Right. So. When you buy the property, you take over the lead, the, the, the title, and you just pay the mortgage. The mortgage will still be under the the, the, the original seller's name. Right. Yeah, you, know you don't do anything. You don't change uh, the mortgage. You don't get refinanced. Nothing. You just take over the payment. Okay. Right? So, and that's definitely one of the uh, simplest ways I've heard explained. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. And somebody might ask you, why would a seller? let you take over their payments what would be the issue for them to say okay here take over my payments uh you know what i don't want this house anymore um would that be because the seller's motivated something might happen they don't like yeah the house like you anymore? say yeah you, you answer the question right the seller's motivated because they're in debt they're behind on their payment right or they don't want the house anymore because right. they inherited from their parents you know what i'm saying or another thing is you know they like you know they want to move on with their life and they don't want to make that payment anymore. Right. Uh, they, they relocating to a new, to a new place. And then the value of the house is less than more than the mortgage payment. Mm. So, so you're under already. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people is like, you know what? Um, the house was 150. My mortgage is 170. What can you do for me? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would, I would come in like, you know, how much money you really need to leave? Because, you know, I can't pay you market value, market value. You got to bring money to closing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So for them, it's, you know, it's a creative solution to their problems, you know? And people get into the wrong mindset that, you know, put yourself as a seller in a situation, right? And, like, you know, why would the seller do it? Because they, 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 need, they need help. Because they need, they need a creative solution. Because if they go with a real estate agent, let's say that their house, their house is worth 200 and they have a mortgage at 250. How are they going to make money? Right. Right. They list a house at 200. They got to pay 6% commissions and closing costs. 
They're gonna bring like fifty, sixty thousand dollars at the table to, to clear that loan. And they might not, they might not even have that money. They don't have that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So subject two is not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's not like every seller, you know, is, is good for them. A lot of them have equity. Why would they sell subject two? There's another reason to this capital gain, right? right. They don't want it. They, they, they don't want to sell everything right now and then have to hit get hit with that with a capital gain tax. Right? right. So let's say they have a house that's worth three hundred thousand dollars. They have a mortgage two hundred thousand dollars. They're gonna have to pay the capital gain on a hundred thousand dollar gain. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what they what, what you could do with subject two is you could put them as a second mortgage on the property for a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And you, you and you make a monthly payment to them until that hundred thousand dollars is gone. They will love that because they're not gonna pay taxes on that hundred thousand on that monthly payment. Right. Right. So you know, subject two is very creative. You could you can create first position, second position, third position, whatever you want on that property, as long as you're creative enough. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. So um so somebody again, somebody will ask, or even me, let me ask. Uh I'm talking with uh Fung Tai here, uh the young buyer LLC. Do I, yeah. do I have yeah? And today's subject is about subject to investing, which is very creative. You know, uh, some of you heard me, I always talk about lease options or owner financial, but this is another one subject to, um, where would you find these types of deals? Are we doing direct mail marketing? Are we, you know, how do we get the word out? You know, so lately I've been doing cold calling with my VA, right? Okay. We, we, we grab a list of, you know, uh, pre-foreclosure list. Grab lists of you know vacant property, right? Mm -hmm. Um, out of state ownership, yeah. Right? Absentee owner, that's one another one, and then we tie landlords. Uh, what else list we have? And then uh, direct mail is very very expensive, in my opinion, right? So, so cold calling is the best bet for me. Yeah, for me, the best bet would be. But you know, everybody has different way to cold calling of like doing the lease, right? Yeah. No matter what it is, everybody has their niche in, the, in their area. Right. You know, there's no one right answer for everybody. You know, social media is another way to get it, right? Yeah, I've heard like Facebook has a marketplace now. Uh, no, not even that. Like IG, right? Instagram, you start posting uh, your deal up. You got people, you know, it's looking at you doing deals and then they have friends and family members who, 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 who can be used, who can use you and they can recommend you. That's free right. marketing. Yeah, and that's where I want to go next, right? You you post your deal up 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 on, on Instagram and things like that. You let let people that you're a legit buyer, you buy this property subject to, you buy that property subject to, you buy this property all cash, and you build that you know uh, marketing for yourself. So right. I'm trying, I'm tapping into that market now. It took me a while because you know I'm more like an introvert kind of like guy. Funny, right? I don't see that, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I, 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 don't actually like socialize much because I, I focus on my work and get things done, right? Yeah. When I see a seller, they love me because you know I talk to that, but I'm not that guy really outgoing, you know? Right. That's how I am. But yeah, that's how that's that's subject two is you know is very very uh exciting. And the more you learn about subject two, the more you want to do more deals. No, you listen, know? you're giving me something to think about now. So, okay. So the biggest question, Dung, is the do on sale clause, right? Everybody's yeah. afraid of it. I know I'm, I am, uh, yeah. you know, because it's still in the buyer's, I mean, the seller's name, you know, yeah. they deeded you the property, you're making the yeah. payments, but yeah. if the bank says, whoa, 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 what's going on here? How do we fix that if it's fixable? Oh, yeah. 
So first of all, there's like 99.99% <laughs> that never happened. The reason why is a lot of banks, they're too big. They're way too big. Right. It costs them more money to do a do and sell clause to foreclose on you, right? Then for them, just stay quiet and collect your monthly payment. Okay. Because they have so many things to do. You know, when you call a bank to get to the loss mitigation department, yeah. how long does that take? I've heard you're lucky if you get through. Yeah. Three or four hours sometimes. Yeah. Now you know how big the operation is. What makes you think they care about your property? Right. 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 That's a good point. That's a that's a good way of of looking at it. Yeah. I talked to attorneys here, and they you know most of them like I'm doing this for 20, 30 years now. I've never seen they do and sell clause once. Wow. Right? The only time it comes up is it's a small bank, mm -hmm. a bank that's run by mom and pops, passed down generation. You know what I'm saying? That has like you know 30 employees or 50 employees, where the the vice president, the president, check on these files. You know what I'm saying? And with that, what's the worst that can happen? You tell the 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 old, the, the old seller, I'll leave the property back to you, and you write me another deed. Two months later, I'll record that deed and I go back to my property again. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. You can just re-record it, record deed. You do it two D, right? The first D. You know what I'm saying? With the seller put it, and then you make you make them sign another D. Right. Post date, whatever it is, right? To another date, Dean okay. Lou. That's what you call Dean Lou, right? Right, right, so, right. Dean and Lou, yeah. So six months later, you put it again. And you know what? I've never done it. I've seen my partner done it once, maybe. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, like, they really don't care about us doing self clause. Really don't. I, I, I've heard, um, I, I've, I've heard like some investors that I've listened to on YouTube and all that. And they say the same thing is like almost a 1% chance of calling, you know, the loan due. And it's like you said, it's one, it's a small bank. And this one guy said it was a small bank that called it in, but then he, he was able to fix it by doing a, I think a deed it back and then do a lease option or something like that. I forgot. It was another creative way of doing uh, it. Or the agreement to sell agreement to sell. Okay. The agreement to sell agreements where they put it in and they record the agreement on the, uh, we call it on the, on, on, on the properties. Right. Record it at the, the club, the County club. Okay. The agreement to sell and they specifically say the language is agreement to sell that, you know, for, for when when the buyer pay this X amount of, of the mortgages, when it's zero, when it becomes zero, then the buyer become the owner of the property. Right. You know what I'm yeah. So it's a language in there. Yeah, you can do that too. I've um, never done that, but I've, my partners, you know, I've seen people done it. Unless happen, like I say, doing sell clause never happened to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I I've definitely for like only three years. I never. I've done. I think maybe ten or twelve. Uh, subject to property already, yeah, you know, that's amazing. And the best thing about subject to is the low entry phone uh, right. fee. There's no inspection, there's no appraisal, there's no minimum down payment, right? None of that, you know, closing costs is minimal too because and now you're not buying a house for a hundred something thousand dollars, you only buy a house for ten thousand dollars, you pay the, the seller to go, yeah, so you only pay special tax on that ten thousand dollars, so the whole hundred thousand dollars, right? You know? Right. And there's also title company out there that insure title like that too. 
I know there was one that this investor talked about. I think the name of, and uh, I think the name of the company was Assurance or something like that. I can't remember the name. I know I have oh, it. That's, yeah, that's go ahead. Funny. That's okay. funny. That remember. they will buy that they will buy the loan if if uh, according to what this investor said that if if the bank was to call a the due on sale clause, the bank, I mean this particular company will buy it and then you would just pay um this uh this company that bought the loan from the bank something like that yeah so okay. ahead, what did you just say yeah go ahead it's like a do and sell clause insurance i guess <laughs> yeah something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i think the, this guy that said it he and he mentioned the company i think it was assurance or assurance something yeah, like that yeah. but that's insurance that, that's tight yeah that's probably insurance title insurance company kind of like but one thing people want to forget understanding is there's like four or five major underwriters in this country for okay. insurance for title insurance, right? You got Fidelity, right? You got Chicago, right? Better them, yep. Yeah, you got on um, what do you call that? American, uh, first American. Yeah, right? for, I heard of them. Yep. Old Republic, right? And you got um, a Stewart title. I remember them. Yes. Yeah. So these are the big one that issue title insurance, not your regular agent that you go to. So your regular title agents are like. Real estate agent, you kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like loan officer. They're not the underwriter. So it doesn't matter which title company you use. They all go to these underwriters. So these so these companies that you met are Fidelity, Chicago, First American, Stewart Title. I know there was a fifth one. I, I might have missed Old it. Old Republic. Old which, Republic, yeah. Which one is that? Old Republic. Oh, yes. I know that one too. Republic, okay. Yeah. So with these companies, um, they could work out the do on sale clause and things like that is that what you're saying or no I, the thing about these companies is they issue title insurance gotcha. for your house gotcha and the biggest one the title the, the company you use on the lower level they yeah. go to these guys for uh, to issue title insurance right these guys are the ones who issue these and they pay you pay the premium and then your agent get a commission out of this i cut out of this okay so your, so your agent doesn't do doesn't do doesn't issue these these policies Gotcha. These big guys. So a lot of time people don't understand is, you know, the do and sell clause, right? Doesn't matter these big guys <laughs> because they 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 issue title insurance regardless. They call something called a, a continuing lien deductions closing, right? Okay. It's taking over the mortgage payment and they'll issue title insurance and they say they claim that you are untitled, you know. Oh wow. Yeah, so you're untitled to probably even though there's a big lien, doesn't matter. They'll they'll ensure they'll fight you they'll, they'll fight anybody who challenges the the, the the title. Oh my god, you know? this is this is uh gold right here. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um with the properties that you get for uh that you get on um subject two, do you rent them out? Do you use short-term rentals? What do you usually uh do with them? Uh right now most of them I do lease option with them. Perfect. And you resell them and that and you're not in charge of any payments or any I mean any uh um maintenance or anything like that, right? Because you pass yeah. it along. Yeah. That Doug, that's my thing. I love owner financing. I got a couple of properties that way that I bought. Well, it's not and then, owner financing. But I know what you mean. Yeah. No, no, it's like rent to own. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you the best thing about lease option is you get to own the property, you get tax appreciation, all the benefits. Yeah. Without the drawback and anything, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without the maintenance and all, all that requirement. And people love the opportunity because, you know, they have bad credits, you know, they 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 need to build up build up their credits. They need to have an opportunity to shot of updating the house because 
a lot of these ones are subject to probably is they need to work. Yeah. They definitely need work. That's why the seller is selling it because he needs a lot of work. Yeah. You know so you take this opportunity, you're the middle person, you lease option to another tenant, a person, uh, you know, a potential, uh, you know, a homeowner guy, and they're willing to do the work. So they get rewarded. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, you see what happened to that the last two years, right? 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Home yeah. Value went, yeah, right? went up the roof. So yeah. You lease option, you lose little because the last time you lease option, <laughs> The house went beyond what you put it down on for two years later. Yeah, because you already got the price set. Yeah, you set the price already. Yeah. Yeah. So they do the work. They get paid. They get rewarded. No, you that's yeah. Do you do you provide rent credits or you yeah, know, some investors say yes, some say no. So yeah, you, I do. I do lose rent credit. They ask for it. I do, I do give it to them. Okay. That goes yeah. towards the the payment of the house, right? Yep. Well, that's a that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, everybody preference, right? You, it's it's your deal, your yeah, house. Right. You do whatever you want to do. You okay. know, don't overthink it. Like I say, don't <laughs> overthink it. Right? I was, Doug. I was, I was overthinking. Yeah. I'm like, should I do rent credit? Because I always that was one reason why I didn't want to do a lease option. Because I'm like, oh, the rent credit. You know, now they they might have. Uh, go go creative, William. Yeah. Go creative, right? Hey, yeah. you want rent credit? Okay, give me two hundred dollar more. I'll give you three hundred dollar rent credit. Right. So now you get more rent coming in every month, right? You get the front end, and then and then yeah. the back end. You, 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 listen, what's gonna kill you, right? Yeah. You make so much more money already in the bank, right? So, no, no, I get it. That 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 makes yeah, that makes sense. Creative. You know, you, I also work out a a a a down payment month payment plan with them too. A lot of them don't have the the, the down payment up front, so they'll give me a, a couple thousand up front, and the remaining will take it over. For each month, add it on to the rent, you yeah. know, and that that's an option too, you know. Okay. Listen, there, there's always risk in everything you do. No, no, right? and 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 there's you always the, risk. And the clear point you made, Dung, is do not overthink it. I love that. To me, that's the quote of the day. Um, talk about the mentorship program, like, uh, or, or since you, um, tell me if I if I said it wrong. I know you uh, talked about it earlier with with your student that I know. Um, are you, you're coaching her something? Cause she called you her, her, um, she called you her mentor. Yeah. We, we, we're coached. Like, you know, um, she's in my, my, my group, right. Uh, cause the New York side of me, right. Yeah. So I, I, I coach, you know, I don't only do this part-time cause I don't have time to do it all the time. So I do yeah. it only Sunday. I do a Sunday call with the okay. students. They get on a conference call and they talk about the deal and then I give my insight on it. And I'll give them my guidance, you know, what what I think they will be and everything. So that helped a lot of students, you know, a couple of students. And well, you yeah, helped her. Like, you definitely helped her. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I'll, I'll mention her name because she said she's supposed to be on. She's going to come on the podcast, too. But she wanted me to talk to you first. Her name is Hugh. And she's like I said, she's an amazing young woman. And yes, I believe me, I'm learning from her and I'm probably three times her age. <laughs> so, yeah. And she was telling me that she was going to close on the deal soon. And she was so happy. And I'm like, my God, I'm so happy for you. So, yeah. so I want to thank you for and indirectly introduce me to her. <laughs> uh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. She's the reason why I got this podcast with you. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm glad you're on. Yeah. So what's next for you? Um, what are you looking to do in the next uh, three to six months, uh, Doug? Anything? Uh, oh, continue right now, more? I'm yeah. My my goal, you said at the beginning, right, is to hold rentals, right? Okay. My goal is to hold rentals. So I have, I think right now about 64 or 66 rentals. 
units. Okay. Upstate. Right. Upstate New York. Yeah. So my goal is to, you know, to get about that 500 rentals. Right. Yeah. And I'm at this point in my journey where taxes is a big thing for me now, right? right. Taxes and managing my expenses and income is my struggle right now. Because back then, when I was wholesaling and doing subject to flipping, you know, I think it was like, I was just worried about, you know, doing the wholesaling and fix and flip, whatever it is to make the income. Sure. Now the income is coming in and going out so fast. I'm like, okay, I need to know what, what am I spending? What am I doing? So is it? So every stage, this is the stage of my life now. It's about you know, knowing the taxes, knowing my expenses and income. And okay. that's my journey right now. I'm, I'm struggling on it because, you know, you're always learning, right? In this business. Yeah, always. this is a, a definitely everyday learning. So, I mean, first of all, Don, I want to thank you so much for being on Pay to Pay Real Estate Show. I really appreciate it. And before I let you go, just a couple more things. What else keeps you motivated? What I mean, I already know, you know, you struggle coming here. You know, unfortunately, you got to let go. Or, or unfortunately for UPS, <laughs> not unfortunate for you, but for them, for letting you go, um, what keeps you motivated? What's that drive for you to wake up in the morning and you say, okay, I got to do A, B, C, and D? Uh, retirement. Okay. Really? So, yeah. It's, we, like, I I am probably the laziest person you see when it when it comes to doing work, you know. I do not believe that one bit. But go yeah. ahead. <laughs> it's just I try my best to do everything I can now so I can be lazy when I'm, you know, in my fifties or in my sixties, right? No, that's fair enough. And that motivation gets me to go do do what I need to do now because I'm still young and I'm still, you know, active and I'm still memory and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And those are the mindset of me is the reason, another reason, oh, just go back to that 95 job. I cannot work for anybody else. Yeah. I cannot. Back in, back at UPS, right? My mindset is I'm a go-getter. If I see things I'm going to do, plan A, B, C, D, D, I want to execute all of them. Right. But the higher up scale, you know, they always stop me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, when I, when, when you did something good, what's your reward? More work. More work. When yeah. You, when you do something bad. Okay, so what's your what's your consequences? You know, write ups and fucking scout and scolding all that bull crap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I see, I see, I see. There's no way for me to work for anybody. So what motivates me is I will never work for anybody in my life. I only work for myself or you know hire people to work for me because I cannot stand people when they don't take action. I cannot stand people when they blame others. You know, I cannot stand people that tell you do one thing and they do another. Yeah. Right. And I cannot, the most important, the most one, the most important thing that I cannot stand is the, the most excruciating pain is that I cannot stand is progress. People who are stuck, complacent, and only want to finish the job today to get a paycheck. Yeah. That That's what motivates me not to become complacent. Right. I want to, when I get up in the morning, I'm like, oh, what deal am I doing? What excites me? Getting more deals. Right. What, what what keeps me going? Getting more deals, right? Yeah. What motivates me to the for retirement? Getting more deals, right? So I'm always here and I'm there. Um and uh when I wake up in the morning, right? I really think, okay, go time. What am I gonna do to all the whole day? Right? Yeah. Yeah, get yeah. things rolling, get things rolling, get things rolling. So I never have time a chance to you know, like you know, think like the Zen of life, you know, whatever yeah. it is. 
No, yeah. no, that's good. I mean, listen, that that's a great motivating factor. You know, you're still young. By the time you're 50s and 60s, you want to just relax and enjoy whatever time you have left. And if somebody want to get in contact with you, they want to learn more about you, the mentorship, how, how can they contact you? Oh, yeah. They, they can reach me in my cell phone. I'm on, I don't want to give you now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, 347-451-3418. Text me. Are you good? My Instagram is uh, DTI only 30 on Instagram. And it's Dung Tai on Facebook. Right. And uh, I, listen, this is new to me, right? The social media site, and I told who about <laughs> it. Who thinks you're gonna, you're gonna help me, you know, expand my, 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 uh, my, uh, my social, uh, with a social, uh, social network. media, yeah, no, network, yeah, yeah. And I, I like it, you know, I, I'm, I'm forcing myself to get out of my comfort zone. I got out of the comfort zone of the 95 job. You know what I'm I got out of that thing. I do all these real estate creative things. Yeah. And the one thing I'm not doing creative is building my brand. You know? Well, you will in due time. And if Hugh's there, she will help you because I, 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 she's a smart young lady. So she, I'll de I think she'll definitely be a perfect uh, um, partner when it comes to social media. Well, anyway, Dung, thank you so much for being on Pay to Pay Real Estate Show. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. You got if you got any question, whatever, just call me and text me. Let me know. You know, if I can be helped, I'll be helped. Yeah, no, sounds you good. Know, right? The more you share, right? The more you grow, right? So uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not afraid to share. I'm not afraid to help you grow because I know eventually you're gonna you're gonna give back to me in the long run, no matter what. So I'm planting all my seed right now and everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pick my brain. Let me know what's going on. I'm, I'm willing to help everybody. <laughs> it sounds good. Well, th again, Dung, thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. All right. Take care, all right, Will. Right. Yep. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, that was Dung Tai. And you can find them at theyoungbuyer.com. That's theyoungbuyer.com. Dung, thank you so much for being on Peer to Peer Real Estate Show. Really appreciate it. You can find me at peer to peer real estate.com. That's peer, the number two, peer real estate.com. Check out our past shows, check out our blog, and check out our resource page. Also, when you get a chance, please go to Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell us how we can make this show better. And before I go, guys, just a couple of things. Do not give up on your dreams. Fight for it, guard it, protect it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. And I really believe if you keep the momentum going, good things will happen. On behalf of Peter Pay Real Estate, I'm William Morales. Until next time, thanks, everybody. Have a great day, and please stay safe. Bye.